What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. This is another edition of the Nightly Morning Show, this time for March 14th, 2022, because we get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to the channel this morning. We're going to be talking about all sorts of news and entertainment shenanigans. But before we get into that, there's a question we ask every single week. And this week, that's going to be, how you doing, Clarus? <laughs> Shaking things up on me. Changing it. Changing it up. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's Monday. It's, it's still winter outside. And like, it's like, it's mid-March. Like, come on, guys, get on it. Figure it out. Yeah, that's called Canada. You've lived here your entire life. Yeah, I, know, um, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm uh, super excited to be talking with you all this morning um, <clears throat> because there is uh, there, there's a lot going on in the world of entertainment right now. There's a lot of fun stuff um, in terms of movies, in terms of the Batman success at the box office, which we're going to talk about today. There's also some uh, sadness and and some uh, uh, so there's some rough stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, I think that everyone is feeling that a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. But I wanted to start the show today uh, just by uh, remembering and um, bringing up the death of William Hurt, the actor, uh, Academy Award winning actor and star of just so 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 many things he won his academy award for the kiss of the spider woman he was nominated again for his incredible performance in a history of violence uh and modern audiences are probably most familiar with him as thaddeus thunderbolt ross in the uh, marvel movies going all the way back to the incredible hulk to this date still the only actor to reappear in the mcu from that movie um everyone else has been recast well i, I guess not everyone has been recast because a lot of those characters have just never shown up again um, but yeah, William Hurt has sort of been one of the like staple side characters of the MCU for the past uh, 14 years now, yeah. which is crazy to think. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the message that his family put out was that he passed of natural causes, uh, and that he passed peacefully, uh, which, uh, is, is nice to hear if it's going to happen. I, I, I hope that it happens among friends and among family. Mm -hmm. Um, there, you know, that, that's how I lost my grandmother. And there was something cathartic about the fact that we were all together when it happened and that we could, like, support each other through that moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just a, just a really tragic loss and um, uh, just a beautiful life and an incredible career. Yeah, yeah, like, what a what a legacy to leave behind, you yeah. know? Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess, like, best case scenario you can ask for is that, you know, you had a fulfilling life and you were surrounded by the people you love, so... Yeah, but 71, yeah. still not that old. It's not. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. but um, we have lots to remember him by. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the man was put on film a few times. A couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. For In performances sure. that, like, will be remembered. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, his, his career is not one that I think will be easily forgotten no just, I, 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 not just because of the academy award but like broadcast news like the legacy of the television show broadcast news is long mm -hmm. and i think that we still see the inspirations of that show in the way that it filmed the newsroom in mm -hmm. things like the newsroom on hbo and you know i think that we he, he has an enduring legacy that, that's going to leave an impact on the industry for a long time yeah absolutely yeah. Mm -hmm. um uh is bringing up does the abomination was the Abomination recast? That's a good point. Actually, no. Abomination also returns from Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. um, you just don't see Tim Roth at any point in that movie, so I forgot about it. Um, uh, and uh, that's a good note. Uh, thank you to everyone who is joining us live this morning. What's up? Good Franz? morning, Brains. Um, yeah, William Hurt. Uh, uh, rest in peace, dude. Uh, thank you for all of the art, and I hope that you... I just hope you had a great life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to some good news. Uh, some interesting news is that uh, composer Michael Giacchino, the remarkable composer who has mm -hmm. at times been called the successor to John Williams, mm -hmm. um, partially because of the kinds of movies that he is given to do, uh, <laughs> the composer of last weekend's The Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, also this year coming up, Michael Giacchino will be composing uh, Doctor Strange 2 
into the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. as well as Jurassic World's Dominion. Uh-huh. Uh, he does a few movies every just year. Just a couple. Just a you couple. might have heard of them. Just, just some of the most iconic scores of modern cinema. Yeah. Michael Giacchino, the composer, is going to be directing the upcoming one-hour um, Disney Plus special for Halloween that is supposed to center around the character Werewolf by Night. How do you how do you feel about a composer get, being given such a big project as his directorial debut? Well, uh, I mean, like, I don't know, it, it is in the scope of things. Is that considered like a big project? Like, I know it's the big company, but it is somewhere he has worked with before and people mm-hmm. he is familiar with, and he will have that support. You know, it's, oh, it's a one-hour yeah. thing that's going on Disney. It's you know, it's not like he's like directing the next Doctor Strange, but I think that it's like really cool. He's been given this opportunity. I I would be fine with him directing the next Doctor Strange as well. I, I think what's so fascinating about this, mm-hmm. and Michael J. Kino has worked on probably more movies behind the scenes. Like, he's just been involved in movie making on arguably more movies than almost anyone because yeah. he's a composer and he can kind of do... Like, there are mo- he's done, like, seven movies in a year before, yeah. right? This is a man who is very familiar with the language of storytelling on film Mm -hmm. because he's an intrinsic part of that storytelling. Absolutely. And I just, there's a part of this that I'm like, it totally makes sense. This man, this man is, has been a part of more post-production processes than like almost anyone. Like John Williams beats him, but like there aren't a lot of people who have been in post-production on more films, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that if, if you haven't figured out how to tell a story in a movie by now, you wouldn't be Michael Giacchino. You wouldn't be... The one of the foremost composers of our time. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm so I'm just so curious to see what he brings visually. Same, yeah. When he brings so much uh, like orally. Yeah, I, I'm I, like I'm really really get, I'm gonna be fascinated. You know, like I I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's not many like composers who then also direct. You mm-hmm. know, like I want to know. Uh, like I feel like he's just he's gonna have like a style. You know, I like I feel yeah. like. I feel like he's going to really be able to, like, bring what he does to the table and make it unique. And that's that's really exciting. So I'm really excited for this for a number of reasons, partially because Werewolf by Night is a really fun character. Uh, I think that it, it plays into some of the weirder elements of Marvel uh, comics that I've always really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of strange in Marvel comics, and we're getting a lot of that strangeness this year. We're getting Morbius, right? You got right? Doctor Strange, yeah. yeah. I know, Do- it's wild. Well, yeah, but and Doctor Strange is introducing some weird stuff. Yes. You know, Doctor Strange is a bit tropey and a bit like, you know, he's the, you know, the play on the, like, white man who does the Asian magics kind of stereotype from when he was created. And there, yeah. there's a lot of that. You know, Danny Rand falls into that as well as mm-hmm. Iron Fist. This is, we're, we're getting kind of past the kind of, like, traditional, like, tropey, stereotypical storytelling into some of the weirder, like crazier marvel stuff now mm-hmm. with eternals and now um uh, like i said morbius is coming out and i'm really excited to see as they dive down into those um kinds of storytelling and and, and those stories that have been around for a while but have always been kind of like the like fringe comics you know when you walk in your comic book shop there's always a wall of all the new comics and it's sort of like all the indies in the middle mm-hmm. and then the popular marvel stuff and the popular DC stuff, and then the less popular Marvel stuff, and the less popular DC stuff. And that's just kind of like the format that a lot of people go with. Uh-huh. Um, or it's alphabetical. I, one, or, one or the other. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is, we're, we're starting to kind of like, the movies are starting to move inwards and towards indies, mm-hmm. and also move outwards towards the weirder Marvel DC stuff. And I'm so excited to see that, because that's where a lot of the like award-winning, genre-changing storytelling has happened in comics. Absolutely, yeah. And... I, I just, I'm, I'm excited. I, as much as I love getting another Spider-Man movie, another Batman movie, I'm excited to get some, like, weird stuff from these companies. Yeah, yeah, because that's always where, like, that's always where, like, new discoveries are made and, like, people are, like, push, people push boundaries mm-hmm. because it's less um, corporate, right? The producers aren't like, no, this is what's going to make money, and it's more about, like, what cool thing can we do? And, and, and that's always like my favorite side of art (laughs) yeah it feels like there's more creative freedom for the people creating it exactly when when it's not spider-man it feels like the people involved can be a little bit more loosey-goosey with some of the characters and 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 with the adaptation of it Mm -hmm. it it is tough when you are adapting something that people are like this has to be like this thing uh and it's a lot easier when people are like well the original was fine yeah but like maybe you can improve it 
And I think that that's like what, um, look at what's going on with Peacemaker. And uh, John Cena and James Gunn have brought that character to life in a way that as a comic book fan who knew about Peacemaker growing up but never cared about him, mm -hmm. I never thought I was going to give a crap about Peacemaker. But like, here yeah. I am, and that's been my favorite television show of the last year of my life. Yeah. Like, Peacemaker to me was a incredible bit of storytelling probably the last couple years like you like it seems like that's been the big standout it's it's incredible I, yeah. I love that show so much and i'm excited to see marvel and disney kind of get to expand like moon knight i'm so excited to see what marvel does with moon knight at yeah. the end of the month or is that in may that might be in may mm. or it might be no that's the end of this month and halo is the, the same no day. morbius is at the end of this month no morbius is april 1st i'm pretty sure moon knight's like march right. 30th I think it literally. I think we're literally getting the Halo TV show, Moon yeah. Knight, and uh, Morbius within like I think a week right. and a half. I, yeah, I think you're right. We gotta get those tickets. So yeah, I'm just ex I'm just excited. Like right now, we're getting cool stuff. And Michael Giacchino, I I love his music. Right, we literally signed our wedding um, a certificate to a song that was composed by Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Um, and the Avengers theme, right? Yeah. And so you know, I I love his music. It mm -hmm. played at my wedding, our wedding. <laughs> and so I, you know, I just, I, I, I'm really excited for this. I think it's cool to see a, a composer direct a, a one, I also like a one hour Halloween special. Like, yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. Well, that's the cool thing. It can yeah. kind of be whatever. And that's why I think it's almost like the perfect project to start with, right? Mm -hmm. You're working with people that you're pretty familiar with. You have a, probably a good relationship with. Otherwise, yeah. it only they'd give it to them. Yeah. You know, like you have a ton of people around you who know what they're doing and are supporting you. I think it's perfect. I think it's going to be successful yeah i just there's a there is a part of me that's like like jacquino where do you find the time yes teach us your secrets like literally where where do you find the time dude mm -hmm. and also what what was that conversation like was kevin feige like hey mongo jacquino we can't find anyone direct this werewolf by night thing will you do it i have a i honestly have a feeling um that um it was probably his idea like I feel like a lot of people kind of get like, if you do a thing and you do it really well, you kind of get put into that box. Mm -hmm. And I, I, this is pure speculation. I don't know the guy, mm -hmm. but I feel like he's probably like, I'd like to try directing something. You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. For right? Sure, for sure. Do you have like anything I can like take a stab at? Right? Yeah. And who knows how long this has like been in the works for? Maybe them just been finding the perfect project for him. Um, so. uh, the Moon Knight is on the 30th. Halo TV show, I believe, is the 24th. 24th, yeah. On Paramount right. Plus. You're yeah. right. 24th. Is that what you're Googling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need sneaky. Google. I don't need Google. I got it all up here. Um, uh, John Cole says Deadpool 2 is my favorite movie of all time. John Cole's, we got some news. Do we? Yeah, I think that... I, wasn't the Avengers theme Alan Silvestri? Was the Avengers theme Alan Silvestri? I thought it was Giacchino. That that I could be wrong about. I can go Another that. man I'm a big fan of. Avengers theme song. Oh, no. That's not what I meant. Yeah, that's... I mean... I clicked piano. Oh. I, I really don't need... Um, I might be wrong about that. I thought it was Michael Giacchino. So that that's my bad. Alan Silvestri. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. Well... Egg also, on that's my good face. <laughs> As I was just like, I don't need Google. It's all up here. It's clearly not. Um, all right. Deadpool. Oh my god. I looked at that in the corner of my eye. <laughs> what? Um, uh, my brain's not working this morning. And I read, could Deadpool, could Deadpool 3 be pegging? <laughs> I mean, there was pegging in Deadpool 1. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, yeah, uh-huh. That was, a. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have welcome. news about Deadpool 3. Director Sean Levy, or Levy, I actually am not sure how uh, he pronounces his last name, uh, the director of Free Guy and The Adam Project, notably the latest of the Ryan Reynolds vehicles, both of which have seen massive success critically and among audiences, uh, he is going to be tapped to direct Deadpool 3, which is unsurprising considering his relationship with uh, Ryan Reynolds at the moment seems to be going strong. They know how to make good movies together. Yep. And we, uh, you can see our review uh, from Friday of The Adam Project which we put up when we watched the movie last week. Mm -hmm. It is delightful. I really enjoyed it. I, I you know, it's a it's a smaller film for sure, mm -hmm. um, but it is just so rooted in the heart of those characters and those relationships that I um I I, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so seeing that Sean Levy has been brought on to direct Deadpool three, the fact that Deadpool three is happening is huge news. Yeah. 
But the question becomes, and I think that it's an immediate question that everyone kind of has to ask is, it's Disney. Sean Levy has made two back-to-back PG-13 comedic hits with Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Is Disney bringing Sean Levy on board because they think that he can make a Deadpool 3 PG-13 work? Or are we going to get an R-rated Deadpool 3? I think it has to be. I don't think you can, like, switch gears on the third one. You know what I mean? Like, Deadpool is so... It, it, it is so famously a thing and a sense of humor and, mm-hmm. like... You know what I mean? You, you're... They've established that. It would be really, really weird to walk it back now. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I am not... I don't know. I'm not one of the people who thinks that it couldn't be done. I think that you could absolutely pull it off if the movie, like, just makes fun of it the whole time. And I think that there's a world in which hmm. a PG-13 Deadpool... And I think that the way that you do it is you make him co-star with Spider-Man or Silk or you you give him a like child sidekick for Mm -hmm. the movie and you make the... He has to catch himself. Yeah, the the, the, like running joke of the movie is that when he's being inappropriate, he's being inappropriate around a child and he like censors himself for that. And so like any adult knows what is happening behind the censor, Mm -hmm. but... For kids, yeah, I, I could see them trying it. And I think that there's a way that you could do that really well. I think there's a really good joke there. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem for me is how do you stretch that joke across a whole movie? There, yeah. There have been censored Deadpool comics where he jokes about it and it works, but that's 22 pages. They're yeah. quick reads. And, like, I could see that working really well for, like, a scene or, like, a chunk of the movie or, like, parts of it. But mm-hmm. having that throughout the whole movie, especially when, like, people's expectations are... For a certain thing i i don't know if they could pull that off yeah i think here's the thing when, when a movie's pg-13 there are some things that you're allowed right and one of them is that you get to say one f word uh-huh. as long as that f word is not sexually related mm-hmm. right which is the just the dumbest possible whatever it doesn't matter the mpaa is trash um mm-hmm. but the so if you can make the one f word that you get in deadpool 3 really hit home like you like build this joke and this joke and this joke and this joke that like he's not going to swear in front of the kid he's not going to swear in front of the kid and then he does and then that is like a big moment in the movie i think that you can earn a huge crescendo there in a way that could work really well and could be very interesting for the audience Mm. um but i i think ultimately a lot of fans would be disappointed myself included um i'm really disappointed that like morbius is not rated r it's a vampire movie it should be rated r he drinks people's blood like how are yeah. you doing that in a movie where you're not allowed to show blood um i yeah. i and here's what's weird after the joker and logan like how are we still can how why are we still not making these movies rated r for adults yeah why like who cares yeah no yeah. yeah it it is very confusing to me especially because we know it can be successful mm-hmm. we we know people like it right like like and 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 I'm I don't know I don't think either of us are saying it's going to be PG thirteen, but yeah for some reason there there is this like I don't know I guess it's a stigma I guess is the mm. right word for it but we know we know it works we know people like it we know that it will make money as long as it's good and it's like marketed well you know yeah I yeah I don't know um I think uh, yeah I think it's tough I I. Would like to see, and and it's funny, right? Because I'm usually the guy that's like, some of this stuff is for kids. I'm usually the one making the argument that this should be more, like that, that Batman should be more friendly. Never been for kids. But it, but it's the character, right? Yeah. And like, I think that Batman should be a more all ages character. Yeah. I don't think Deadpool should be. I don't think Morbius should be. There no. there there is a differentiation. Unless Morbius is in a Spider Man movie, then yes, you make him a little bit more kid friendly because it's a Spider Man movie. For sure. It's gonna be for everyone. Um, but I I would be disappointed in this. Being not PG-13. Especially considering if... Being not PG-13 or being PG-13? Being PG-13. Especially if it is a direct continuation of the previous Deadpool movies. Mm -hmm. The one one caveat for that is if it is a reboot of Deadpool in the MCU and it is fundamentally different a character, Mm -hmm. then you can get away with it in a completely different way. Right. I would not want to see that. Yeah, it's a direct sequel. I don't don't think that... I don't think they can do it. I think it's going to be rated R... 
I hope I hope it is. Caleb least. Richardson brings up Venom One and Venom Two. Those movies would have been better if they were rated R, and yeah. I like both of them. I really had we a good enjoyed, time. Yeah, we enjoyed Venom, but I agree. I think it it definitely loses something there because it feels like it's trying to be safe in a, in a way that's like it just feels a little off. Well, and when he like bites off somebody's head, and then there's no blood or viscera, and it just looks like a CGI stump on the body yeah it just every time you're like oh it deflates the moment for me a little bit not yeah. not fully because the movies are very successful and tom hardy's performance in them is really good absolutely but those movies i think would have made more money if they were rated r and i think they would have had more freedom especially carnage right like carnage is just not carnage in that second movie and and woody harrelson is so fun it's not me dissing him but the the carnage that we got in that movie is so tame compared to the comic book versions. And as a fan of Carnage, who thinks that he's one of the most like fun villains to read because it's just like pure insanity in this gorgeous design of this red blood symbiote. The fact that like the first Carnage we got on screen is a PG-13 kind of like, he, he almost reminded me of Sideshow Bob from um, Simpsons, both in hairstyle and in like villainy. Where you're like, oh, he's bad, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. Whereas, like, I wanted a Carnage that I was legitimately scared of, and I never got that in that movie. And I think that it's the rating that stops that. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Titanic says, like, could it be that this rule is just, is useless? Mm-hmm. Um, it's And it's true, you know, like, our parents all swore. <laughs> it's not like we never heard these words, right? Especially, like around the ages of, like, 12 and 13, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. a lot of parents just kind of become a little less careful the older their kids get. But also, like, kids are on TikTok. Like, yeah. I, I, the idea, the kids listen to music. The mm. idea that, like, the movies are the only place where we seem to censor language is such well, a weird... Well, the radio censors language, but... I'm sorry. Does anyone under the age of 18 right now listen to the radio? Well, like... Name name one radio station. You can listen to, like, radio stations on, like, Spotify, right? Like, you can have, like, a... Name one radio station in our area. In, oh. <laughs> just, just name a radio station. Uh, Virgin. Virgin what? Virgin Virgin's radio a stations. company. Yeah, Virgin Radio Station. My point exactly. You can't even you when was the last time you listened to the radio? Country 105. Okay. Does that still exist? Are you 100% certain that Country 105 still exists? Yes. <laughs> this is my point, right? Like the only place where we are censoring things, Spotify doesn't censor music, right? Like the only place Do they place... not play like the the like censored versions of songs on like I I don't know. I haven't like, I have no idea because I haven't listened to a censored song outside of like a movie in forever. And that's my point, right? Is like kids are, no one is, no one is listening to these censored versions. No one is like in these places. The yeah. only place where we are censored is television and movies. And I think it's so weird. It is weird. Because you'll open a TikTok and there'll be like a 13 year old person talking about giving a rim job. And you're like, this is so wildly inappropriate. And then people are like, but we can't teach kids about puberty in turning red because it's too inappropriate for children. Started. And I'm like, do you see what children are experiencing on oh a day-to-day -day basis? You think turning red is too adult for them? Oh my God. I could go on an hour long rant about that. Oh no, I know. And But this is my point, right? Is it's like, why are we censoring like the F word. And I and look, I'm not saying that there should be F words in like G-rated movies. I'm not yeah, saying that like Pixar no. should drop F bombs. I'm just saying that but like these like arbitrary rules are arbitrary. You're <laughs> like, allowed to say the F word once as long as it is not talking about sex mm -hmm. is the funniest, dumbest thing that I've ever heard of. Right? Uh, yeah. Like it is just hilarious. The the fact that movie studios don't have live blood effects, which always look better than CGI blood effects, always. They don't use them because it is easier to change them in post if they're CGI. If the MPAA is like, that's a little bit too much blood and you have to like cut it back by 30%. It's a little bit too much. It's just easier if it's it's CGI. So do they measure in like volume, like liters? Like you no, can use no, like... Nobody understands. Like right. genuinely nobody gets it. It's just it. how they're feeling that day. So make sure you like send kind your of. type with a Snickers bar so that like they're in a good mood. <laughs> but but that's not unre that's not not true, right? Yeah. Like the the South Park movie went through that. There, there's a really famous um interview where Trey and Park, uh, Trey Trey and Matt talk about 
the process of getting the original South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, yeah. through the MPAA. Wow. And yeah. it's it's kind of asinine what is expected of these movie studios to jump through these hoops to get their movies cut down yeah. to be appropriate to what this body that that its rules are so antiquated and outdated say is appropriate mm-hmm. and you can have all the violence in the world as long as there's no blood but that's not less violent like no it's not <laughs> you you can show one boob but not two pg-13 one female nipple is allowed but not both uh, you can say the F word once. Like th- there's there's all of these arbitrary rules that allow for violence, allow mm-hmm. for swearing, allow for the Batman to be PG-13, right? Which is like, is it? It's not. That it's movie not for kids, is right? not PG-13. Frankie Beans, but it, it's the same point as well for YouTube. It's like arbitrary rules. And it's like, if we swear too much, they could just decide to limit our ad suitability. And like, there's nothing really we can like, do about it. But okay, the difference I will say for YouTube is that there are ads, right? And so the the thing about movies is that it's not an ad-based model. No. So like who... I'm going to like buy it. And so the yeah. problem is the problem is that the structure of the MPAA is built around what American parents want their kids to see, which is a terrible group of people to listen to. Anyway, so yeah, it's just tough. It's it's a weird it's a weird it's a weird system that we have. Mm-hmm. There's a great documentary about it. Um, I can't remember what the name is, uh, <laughs> but there there's a really wonderful documentary about the MPAA and like how absolutely broken the system is. Yeah. Um, and how you know it, it how it's like warped American culture because it favors violence over sex in terms of what children are allowed to see. Yeah. Um, and sexual sex and sexuality are much higher rated things than violence is, which, which creates is, this weird culture where women's bodies are so um, Well, that's also, like, that's so weird to me because, like, we're teaching kids that, like, like we're exposing them to, like, violence, yeah. which isn't, like, a, a bad thing, but, like, not to sex, which is, like, a normal part of, like, being a human. Mm-hmm. Like that is so that 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 is so weird to me. You'd yeah. think it'd be the other way around that we would be like, hey, like hurting other people is not great, but like sex is normal and like people have it. Yeah. As opposed to yeah, 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 people beat up people all the time, and because it's your hero, it's fun. Like it's. Um. Oh, thank you, Richard Simpson. Yeah, it's called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. That's the documentary. Models it's also fantastic. says that Country One Hundred Five has a website. So. Country One Hundred Five. Okay. You, it's you know around. what? <laughs> Thanks, models. <laughs> I think that it's the fact that the only radio station you could name is a radio station that you probably never listened to from our childhood home that you have not lived in. in a, I decade. listened to it. I liked country music. All right. I've never once heard you listen to country music. Really? In our entire marriage. What li- music have you ever heard me listen to other than musical theater? TikTok sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know why I stopped listening to music. I just, I don't have the time to, like, look for songs that I like anymore. And That's so right. I just don't bother. Um, uh, I still think my point that people don't listen to the radio is still valid. Uh, no, I, I agree that, like, Outside kids, of... kids are not listening to the radio unless their parents have it on. And that's in the car. Yeah, like, exactly. And I don't think that people, like, turn on the radio in their house the way they used to. Yeah. Where you used to, like, have the radio on in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. that's not a thing. You just put on a podcast or Spotify or, you know, you choose your music. Yeah. Um. Uh, I had one last thought, and I can't remember what it is. I, I'm, I'm excited for Deadpool. I think Sheldon Levy's great. This kind mm-hmm. of devolved into a conversation about ratings, but um, I like his movies. I think Free Guy was one of the best movies of last year. No, no joke. Um, I, when we went into Free Guy, I did not know how much I needed an optimistic kind of uplifting story like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was really nice and refreshing. It brought me a lot of joy. And, um, both, both the movies last weekend did, Turning Red and The Adam Project, and that's another Sean Levy movie, The Adam Project. Mm-hmm. Um, both those movies did the same thing. They brought me a lot of joy and yeah. I, I'm, I'm treasuring joy right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. we were talking a little bit earlier about how some of those indie movies are starting. Oh. It's not working. It's not working. Oh no. I can just click here. Um, it's about how some indie movies are starting to get made into, those indie comic books are starting to get made into films. And one that I've been kind of uh, curious about is this Red Sonja movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there was a previous version of the Red Sonja movie that is not 
critically beloved. Um, and I was excited to see a new one because uh, Hannah John Kamen was originally brought on to play Red Sonia. And after her turn as Ghost in the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie, I just, I thought she was fantastic. She's amazing. She's yeah. really cool. And her action skills are really wonderful. Mm -hmm. I thought she was going to be a wonderful Red Sonia. And, you know, I, um, I was disappointed to find out that uh, the director left. And so she's out. And now yeah. the Red Sonia movie has nobody. Yeah. So that's probably not going to happen. It's kind of how these things work. If your director and yeah. your star walks out, it's uh, it's probably done. I think it's going to happen. I think that it is going to happen with a different team. It'll take a little bit longer. You know, we, you right. know, we, I don't think we'll see this movie before 24, late 2024 or 2025, probably. Yeah. If it least. happens. Mm -hmm. um, Red Sonia is an interesting one, right? Because when I was a kid going to the comic book shop, I was always very interested in the hot, mostly naked redheaded lady in the chainmail bikini, uh -huh. but I wasn't allowed to buy those books. Of course. So I, I've never read a Red Sonia comic, oh. but I have looked at the covers <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, when you're a child and you're just kind of like, I died, that woman would break me. <laughs> I think I'm okay with it. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 Speaking of franchises that could include pegging, Definitely, 100%. A thousand percent. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I wanted to bring this up. Richard Sim 7 brings it up as well. Uh, what do you think about, um, what if we took up the Red Sonja movie and I'll direct and you'll play Red Sonja? Yeah, yeah. I You need a star. I'm free. Yeah. Um, I'll clear my schedule. Um, I have a Jamaica trip. Free. I have a We're Jamaica busy. trip. So like we, we'll have to work around that. But like I can make it, I can make it happen. Um, we we have a friend who can make the bikini. Yeah, yeah, I can get the bikini. Yeah, we'll provide we'll provide everything. I except have swords. Like the camera and the other actors and the props, the sets, the locations. Yeah, yeah, but like the you know, money which we don't have. Give my agent a call. <laughs> Sounds so pretentious. Yeah, just give my agent a call and uh, we'll talk. <laughs> no guarantees, but like we'll talk. Yeah, I'm 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 disappointed in this. I I the one thing about this that I was really curious about is um. I think his name is Josh Soloway. Uh, the uh, creator of Transparent was going to be the director. And Transparent is not the kind of show that I would say lends itself to Red Sonia. Mm -hmm. If I'm being completely honest, I was kind of surprised at that. And so the idea, I, I was curious what his version of this was going to be. Because he's not really known as an action person. And Red Sonia is kind of just action. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And so I... It's like, I, I feel like it has the vibe of Xena. Like, I've never read if, Red Sonja, if right? Xenia, if Xena was, like, like an anti-hero. Like, yeah. Xena is, like, a good person to her core. Right, right, right. Yeah. Whereas, this, you know, Red Sonja is a little more, like, gray area. Um. Yeah, and, and very sexual. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if they cut that part out of it, don't make the movie. Yeah. I, I understand the idea of like, oh no, we want to like bring Sonya and we want we want it to be like a more feminist. Oh, just, no, if you're not going to do the sexuality of Red Sonya, then you're just taking the name yeah. and turning it into something else. I don't just know make something new. who needs to hear this, but like women's sexuality is not a bad thing. Yeah. So can we, like I'd rather see more of that than like violence. <laughs> well, and, well, I mean, this will definitely have both. For me, yeah, it's... for sure. I'm just like, but that's the thing is the violence is a okay, big thumbs up. Yeah, we like yeah. violence, but women being sexy. Oh no, 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 no. Like, um, my, how dare? My thing is, I don't, I don't like to watch sex be like pointlessly added to things that don't need it. Yeah, like I don't think Wonder Woman. I, and, and there are sex scenes in the Wonder Woman movie. I think that they're perfectly handled. I think the way that Steve and um, Diana have the, like, in the window you see them and then they clearly have sex that night, but we're, we're not going to focus on it too much. Mm -hmm. Great. I love the way that that's handled in Wonder Woman because that's Wonder Woman and that character doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. Red Sonja needs it because that, that's fundamental to what is, like, what this property is. Yeah. And I think that, I like, if Red Sonja's not rated R, don't make it. Mm -hmm. Just don't. We don't need it. Yeah. Go make another Wonder Woman movie. I, yeah. I don't need to see a, a PG-13 Red Sonja movie where she's not sexy. Like, that's just, that's not the point of the character at all. At that point, you are just taking a name and you're just doing your own thing completely. Yeah. Then don't make an adaptation because you're not adapting it. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And 
I yeah, I, I agree with you. Like there there is room for for sex sexuality in films. Yeah. And I love the Marvel method and I love Marvel movies. I'm glad that those movies don't do that because they're all ages, but we can make yeah. stuff for everybody. You know what I mean? We can make different things. And I don't think there should be a lot of sexuality in Batman movies. I've never really liked it in any of the ones that have done it. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I think the amount of sexuality in the Batman, Matt Reeves' version of sexuality for this character, literally perfect. Yeah, and I think that, um, I think Zoe Kravitz had a lot to do with that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, like, she's just, she like, like, it's it's there, but it's not, like, but you don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's all about, like, how it's handled, for sure. A hundred percent. I just don't need to, I don't need it to be graphically sexual in a Batman thing, yeah. right? Because that's not what that character, that's not what that character is about. That's not what those stories are about. Whereas Ritsonia, I just feel like that is kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. And pay, like, really do it. If you're going to do it, go all the way. Yeah. The, 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 no, no one's going to be disappointed that you made Red Sonia a Red Sonia thing. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um. All right. We're about the halfway point in the show, which means it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Whoa. I broke everything. You can't. Yeah, because the button wasn't working. Clarus makes up the news. You had a little extra second there before I said it, so you can wow. come up with what you're going to... That extra second sure makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Muddles, uh, we are already hiring interns, uh, so if anyone wants to be an unpaid intern and work for us for free, um, you will get a letter of uh, recommendation at the end of the program. Uh, it's uh, 12 years long, also uh, and you, you work mug. 80 hours a week. Yeah, yeah, you get a mug. Yeah, and you get a free mug. Yeah, yay for merch. I dropped new merch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Um, so, <laughs> the news um, is... Hi. Uh, today, guys, today's not my day. Uh, the news is there's, um, is, um, you wouldn't think that there's a market for it, but there's a new radio station. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a new radio station that's becoming really popular. Um, and, um, instead of doing what all the other radio stations do, where they take the song and they, they take out the bad parts. Um, this, this is, this is like the opposite of kids bop, right? So this radio station is like... You have to, um, it's a, they, there's a warning when you like click onto it, it's like 18 plus only, and it takes like, um, children's songs and it makes them like really hardcore, like adult songs. Um, so there's like, um, there's like a couple different substations. One is like, um, Slow and Sensual, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, like the Barney theme song, but like you, you just you, you slow it down. You change the lyrics a little bit, and then... Um, what does that sound like? <laughs> this is a really good question. <laughs> Will you sing us a little bit of this Barney theme song? You know, let me check my sources. I don't have any lyrics, unfortunately. That's, that's But it too seems bad. like something you've heard before. Can you just, like, give us a little bit of what you remember? <laughs> no, I can't. I just, I feel like that, that's part of this made-up news, right? Like, I think that the audience yeah, would, yeah. would really appreciate... Uh, I'm a little sure. bit more clarification on for sure for sure for sure i you know that's fair it's uh you know it kind of sounds like bad dragon bad dragon.com so wait what you're telling me what you're telling me is that <laughs> this <laughs> well you have lyrics now <laughs> no We'll get demonetized for sure. Uh, what you're telling me is that this this Ooh. radio station has mm-hmm. stolen my Bad Dragon website theme song that I wrote uh, on my Twitch channel. No, actually, you're credited. I'm, cr- oh, I'm credited. Yeah, you're credited. I'm sorry that like no one told you about it, but <laughs> they did credit you at least, which is it's just nice of them. So um, yeah. Cool. If you want the opposite of Kids Bop. Where does one? Uh, you you said that if you click into this radio station, how does one click into a radio station? Well. It's like a internet radio station. <laughs> On your uh, <laughs> computer. <laughs> um, if you want to listen to it in your car, you do have to like turn to 69.69 and then you have to... 69.69? Yeah, yeah, yeah. FM. FM. Don't forget the F, that part. Um, so And then you have to like punch in a code... Um, 
in, in, on, in the buttons on your uh, car <laughs> to be allowed access because it's 18 plus. So. In the buttons on your car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes you have to like hit the volume button 69 times in a row or... <laughs> <laughs> Can you, uh, yeah. you would break your button like every three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the spike in people having to replace, the, I mean, no one, no one would go to this radio station, but the <laughs> spike in people having would. to replace their, oh my God. All right. Well, that was great. Thank you for uh, the, thank you for bringing that to our attention. I was not aware of this radio station. So, yeah. Clarus, um, you crushed it this week. Thanks, Thanks so much. I do my best. I'll um, be here every week. As always, we'd like to follow up our, uh, our talk of the made up news. With the real-world box office, this is the box office breakdown for the weekend of March 11th through March 13th. And surprise, Batman did real well. Let's jump into some of these numbers. Uh, at the time of this recording, these are not the finals of the week. So if some of these adjust up or down, uh, and you're watching this later, and you're like, wait a second, that was off by a couple million dollars, that happens. Uh, <laughs> but the Batman, I'm assuming, is going to adjust up a little bit from $66 million, an absolutely massive week to a drop of only about 50%. And before we get into the rest of those numbers, I want to talk about this. I was not very sure that the Batman was going to do massively well in its second week, mm -hmm. partially because there is a lot of competition, not at in theaters, right? We got The Adam Project, we got Turning Red, there were some new movies on streaming that is a little bit easier for people to go see. Mm -hmm. And over the course of the pandemic, we have seen that streaming movies can at times be a little bit easier for people, that people are a little bit nervous about going out to the movies. And so the at-home movies are doing better than the in-theater movies. Yeah. And this is kind of the first time where I'm like, okay, the comfortability about going back to the theaters is clearly there because despite two big streaming movies coming out, the Batman still won the weekend by a landslide. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's we're we're kind of at that point now where, um, for better or for worse, a lot of people feel like COVID is over. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that comfortability is definitely returning. Um, you know, people are it, it's warming up. A right, yeah. people are. People want to go out because they've been, you know, cold all winter, yeah. <laughs> not doing anything. I it, it does make a lot of sense. I, I I wasn't sure that it would do too well either yeah. with the competition, but I, people seem to really love in the Batman. Uh, holds in like the high fifties, low sixties are typical for superhero movies. So the fact that the Batman held at like a fifty percent of its week one gross is actually pretty massive. Yeah, uh, and it is a sign that the audiences are really enjoying this movie. And the word of mouth on it's good. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, the question that um, uh, uh, Shin is asking in the chat, uh, do you think Batman's run will hit a billion dollars? I think it will because of its China release. Uh, unlike uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, apparently uh, the Batman is going to open in China. Um, oh, okay. And so I think that unless it absolutely bombs in China, which is totally possible, Chinese audiences can be very fickle in relation to Western media. Mm -hmm. uh, Chinese box office uh, can be a, a real hit and miss. You never know what's going to win there, right? So I think that if it has a good run in China, I, I can't see it not hitting a billion dollars. It's already at almost 500 million right now. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, re it really, really depends on how its China release goes, I think. I don't think there's going to be enough in the tank in America. I don't think the North American box office will hit 500 million. Um, yeah. But th there's definitely potential for it to hit that billion dollar mark should the overseas gross do really well. Yeah, yeah. The The word on the street is that it will have a China release, so. Apparently, yeah. 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 We, we shall see. Um, uh, also in the top five, uh, in number two is Uncharted with 9.2 million, also still kind of sticking around, holding there. That crossed the 300 million mark internationally this week, so good for them. Uh, they have to be happy they're making some money. And then, uh, we would have expected the Death on the Nile to remain number five this weekend, just because there wasn't a big, wide release. There was no movie released in over a thousand screens this week. And yet, despite that, with only about 850, uh, screens... The number three movie of the week is Permission to Dance, a BTS concert uh, stream oh. that was put in theaters. <laughs> um, on a little over 800 screens, this movie managed to make $6.8 million in uh, the United States and Canada and $32 million internationally. Wow. That is an absolutely massive thing to happen. 
and uh, a kind of a shock to the box office to see a kind of special event like that manage to break the top five on less than a thousand screens domestically. Mm -hmm. uh, in number four is a uh, dog. Dog is actually holding really well, still making money. Uh, that $15 million budget is looking real nice now that mm -hmm. the movie is sitting at 54 million. There's a good chance that movie will um, quadruple its budget at the theaters, mm -hmm. which you have to love to see if you're them. And Spider-Man No Way Home is still making uh, a little bit of money every week, $4 million uh, this week, it only dropped 9%, uh, which means that it is still hanging in there in terms of people going out to see it. Uh, but uh, it. that international number is not changing very much now because it's so big. Yeah. $1.87 billion dollars it is internationally. affect that number. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I, uh, I wonder... I wonder how long it'll hang on for. Like, I wonder if the if it's possible that it hits $2 billion, but I, I don't think so. Um, no, no, it's too late. Yeah. There's not enough, there's, there's just nothing left in the tank. If China were to give it a release, it would hit 2 billion easy. Absolutely. But the fact that Spider-Man is at $1.87 billion without a China release, without arguably the largest, um, possible theatrical demographic on Earth. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is really an accomplishment. Um, uh, Rich Tim 7 says the digital release comes tomorrow. So yeah, Spider-Man will not hit 2 billion, Darn. but, uh, it hit $1.87 billion. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, Richard, uh, Shin says, uh, it seems Spider-Man and Batman are the only superheroes at the moment to cross one billion. The face of both franchises so it makes sense, in my opinion. I think there's some others. I think that... Um, I think Black Panther 2 is a guaranteed billion-dollar movie. I would be shocked. It would have... Well, maybe not, because it, it, could, it could be really bad. Um, mm -hmm. the, you know what I mean? Like, they could struggle with the release of... Or sorry, they the, the they could struggle in how to structure that movie around the death of Chadwick Boseman, yeah, and how they move on from that. So there mm -hmm. there is entirely a possibility that Black Panther two isn't good, but it's also a Ryan Coogler movie, and in my opinion, Ryan Coogler has never made a bad movie, um, and so I just would be very I would be surprised if it was bad, um, and I would be surprised if Black Panther two doesn't make a billion dollars. Yeah, and I think it has enough good faith to at yeah. least give it a really really solid opening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would be surprised if that didn't make a billion dollars as well. Yeah, I, I think Black Panther 2 is in that echelon, though. I think that there there's <clears throat> excitement around that character that you don't see very often. Yeah. Um, And I, I, I'm here for it. I, I thought Black Panther 1, uh, aside from, like, some issues I have with, like, the third act, um, I think Black Panther is an incredible movie. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think... Are there any other billion-dollar superheroes right now? I think Doctor Strange 2 will hit a billion, but the MCU kind of breaks that, right? Because, like, obviously the Avengers are a billion-dollar franchise. Iron Man Iron Man was a billion-dollar franchise, um, for sure. But, yeah. like, Superman isn't. Superman's not a billion-dollar franchise right now, which is insane to me. The fact that Batman v Superman, the first time Batman and Superman were in a movie together wasn't a billion dollar movie, it just it blows me away. it was garbage. They messed it yeah, up it's not great. so bad. Especially the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut of that movie is oh, really God, it's almost rough. unwatchable. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Bean says, do you think DS2 will make a billion? Cumberbatch says it'll be along the lines of No Way Home. I do. I think I think Doctor Strange 2 is going to, like the introduction, the, the most brilliant thing is that introduction of Professor X. Um bring Patrick Stewart back. I think the excitement for that is going to be real high. Well, and people, I, there's a lot of love for Elizabeth Olsen right now as mm -hmm. well, who's going to be, yeah. at least based on the trailers, a big part of the movie. She's kind of the second um, lead, right? Yeah, that's what oh. it seems like anyways. So, I don't know. Sometimes trailers can be misleading, so I didn't want to like say it for certain, but it, it is what it seems like. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think that them teasing... Patrick Stewart in the trailer, like, people people are freaking out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like... 100%. It's going to be a big deal when that movie drops, for sure. So, I think it, I think it will hit a billion. I I, I think it will. Uh, Shin, um, only Iron Man 3 made over a billion, though, right? Yes, but if they were to put out an Iron Man 4, it would make a billion dollars. Without so. a doubt. Yeah, if they got Robert Downey Jr. to come back and play Iron Man one last time, it would make a billion dollars. I guess, since yeah, he I'm died. Just, I'm just saying it's... I'm saying, like... The cachet of that character is worth a billion dollars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I also yeah. love Wanda. Like I will I, after WandaVision, I will go see anything 
that mm-hmm. has one of Max Muffin in it. <laughs> well, and we didn't, I didn't throw this in the, the show notes, but um, there, there were rumors this week about the Scarlet Witch movie is going to come. Like, we're going to be getting a Scarlet Witch film, which rumors, is very exciting. But yeah. very cool. Well, because she signed on for another, what, seven years with them or something like that? Something, yeah, something crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, she's, she's committed to Marvel for, like... It, it's it's more than five years. I don't, but I don't think it's a full decade. So I think it was a seven. And like, if you're her, I get it. She, uh, for the guy, for like the characters that have like all the suits and CGI that they have to deal with, and they don't want to do it. I get it. But all she has to do is wear like a corset and be like, ooh. And then they oh, add yeah. the CGI in later. Oh, yeah. Her 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 parts solid. Oh yeah, like, she's good. Also, she's just so good in that role. Mm-hmm. Like she's so fantastic. Um, so Jimris asks, uh, do we know what they're doing with T'Challa's character in Black Panther 2? He is dead. Um, so the, uh, and that's not me being glib about Chadwick Boseman's death. The character within the world will be dead. Yes. Um, and, uh, I believe the movie begins at, or I don't know if it begins, but we have seen photos from the set of the tomb of T'Challa. Um, yes. From the movie. Yeah. Uh, they've released those. and uh, They're not, like, recasting. They're not going to try and talk around it. It's, it, it, you know, what happened was tragic, and they're kind of facing that head yeah. on. So. And I, I'm glad that they've kind of released that. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm really glad. That, uh, oftentimes, I don't want to know a lot about a movie going in. I want, to like, the surprise to be there. Because of the real-world side of the Chadwick Boseman situation... I am glad that audiences are going to have a heads up going in so that you don't have to sit down and be wondering. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, am I, is this going to take me out of the movie? I think that it is always a stronger choice in in an instance like this to just let the audience not have to think about that and allow it to kind of happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and to just kind of get that out of the way early so that the expectations are so there isn't some crazy expectation that like we're going to get the final performance of Chadwick Boseman or something like that yeah Um, yeah and people can just kind of go to the movie acknowledge there's going to be a that it's going to like rip your heart out a little bit when that happens because it's just too real and then you know the the movie's able to move on from it because the audience goes in knowing it already yeah exactly no I think it's I think it's the best decision that they could have made I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch, I don't want to watch some, like, deep fake of Chadwick Boseman. No. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it, no, I'm not into it. Honestly, the deep fake stuff is, it's weird, right? It is, like, yeah. Even, even with people who are alive, sometimes it's weird. Yeah. And, and the, the, it's funny, right? Because Captain Marvel, I didn't mind it at all. I thought Samuel L. Jackson looked great. That mm-hmm. whole movie. There's not a scene in that movie where I don't think it looks great. But then, like, the Adam Project, the, the villain, the younger version of the villain in that movie, because she plays herself. And I, maybe it's just because you see them side by side, but her younger version just looked really rough really weird yeah um and it's kind of like the one thing about that movie that didn't work for me yeah so i i don't know the the deep fake stuff is it's 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 strange and now like um luke in uh the mandalorian stuff and boba fett mm-hmm. is so deep faked that like it's not even mark hamill doing the voice it's literally like a computer program that does the voice really yeah so, so that he sounds young right and so it's uh oh, weird. It's getting it's getting to the point where it's like I thought live action movies weird. are CGI. I thought he sounded weird. He doesn't sound weird to me. He sounds perfect. No, he sounded weird to me. And I was like, no, it's maybe it's just because he's like older. No, it's, it's, it's not even him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I don't know. The the, the the technology around it's weird and Chad I Chadwick Boseman is or was one of the like finest actors working, right? Like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is a performance that is just unreal. He's so yeah. He he shines in that movie so brightly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can deep fake that for a lead. I think no. that you can like Leia at the end of Rogue One being like it's about hope or whatever the line is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a quick line, but like I, I I'm not ready for a lead to be deep faked no, into a film. No, no, no. I don't want it. I I never want it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'd be okay if we just didn't do that thing. If you were to sign up for, so if you were asked to be in one of these movies mm-hmm. and in your contract, they were like, so we have the right to deep fake you if you die. How would you feel about signing that contract? Cause that's going to be in every actor's contract from now until the end of time. Well, here's the thing. Like I would do it for the money and then I'd be dead. So I wouldn't have to see it. So as long as it's, if you die, if yeah, there's yeah, any yeah. other stipulation, I'd be like, no, because I don't want to see that that exists. But I'm dead already, so sure, fine. What's crazy is Disney has um, scans of everybody in the MCU. Oh, I, I believe they that, ha- yeah. They, 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 apparently, Disney can't... 
sorry, apparently Disney has the technological data to bring any MCU character back through the scans that they have of them. That is so crazy. You know what I hate about that? Is it just like leaves so much like leeway for, I, I don't know. You know how people already will like, photoshop people's tweets and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the fact that like disney has the power to like ruin somebody's career if they wanted to like deep fake them into like a scandal video is so crazy to me i mean we're not quite at the point where the deep faking isn't obvious we're we're not there yet you can tell when something's been deep faked but we're, but we're getting close. We're like on the precipice of it working. Yeah, I hate it all. We're not there. We're not fully there yet. In my opinion, though, I've never seen a deep fake video that I didn't, I, I couldn't quite parse through. All right. Es- yeah. Especially because we're going to get there very quickly. I think within like three years, we, we will have Joe Biden videos that are deep fakes that are just total fabrications. Um, but I don't know, like Samuel L. Jackson looked great. But that is still, but it's Samuel Jackson's face that's being just de-aged. I guess, yeah. It, it, the, the, the root of that was still Samuel Jackson and Samuel Jackson's voice. Okay. Yeah. Like the, I have yet to see a deep fake where it was another person who was completely turned into someone mm-hmm. in a way that I couldn't tell a little bit. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just don't like it. It makes me uncomfy. Oh, I don't like it either. <laughs> and I think that honestly, it's going to make politics so fucking weird. I think dealing with that in the political spectrum is going to be awful. And I think that when deepfaking becomes cheap and it become as soon as deepfaking is a way that kids can cyber bully each other, it's going to be a problem. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be kids, there's going to be little boys who are little dipshits who are going to get in massive trouble because they're going to deepfake their school friends who are underage yeah. onto porn to embarrass them, to humiliate yeah. them. And it's and going, going to be child porn. Like, it's yeah. not child porn because the physical body is an adult, but it is child porn because, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, what, that's going to, it's going to happen and it's going happen. to be awful. And I yeah. I'm, hate people. And we're um, going to have all those news stories where people are like, oh, he's just a kid. You're ruining his life. And I'm like, no, he's a criminal. No, and he, what he did was awful. Yeah. That's why you need to educate kids when they're younger. Uh, Faisa wants to know, how do we know you're not deep faked right now? If we were deep. don't. No, you do. Because if we were deep faked, we wouldn't um and like, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have all of those mannerisms, and Claris would be better at making up the news. That's true. <laughs> I, that is 100% true. That's how you know. You can't deep fake the fear in her eyes when I say it's time. <laughs> wow. You're not wrong. Uh, you are not wrong. Um, y'all, uh, it, we're, I'm going to quickly throw this up. What did we miss? Is there any big news story we should talk about? If not, we're going to get out of here. We got to go do a trailer reaction for the final trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. So definitely uh, come back to the YouTube channel in probably like a half hour to see that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that movie. Yeah. Did we, did we, uh, did we miss anything? Did anything yeah. happen in the last 60 minutes? Ouch. Probably. Okay. It's the world that we live in. They released a new poster? For what? For which, for which, Richardson? That matches the game box art? Oh, for, for Sonic. Right, 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 right. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the final. I'm excited to watch this final trailer. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Shin has just one question. I like questions. That's fun. I like answers. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'm excited to see the trailer. I'll probably be throwing that on the thumbnail. <laughs> Shin, get your question in or else we're ending. You got oh, it. No. Um, when are you two going to join MCU as Jean Grey and Wolverine? <laughs> You'd be a good Jean Grey. I'd be a terrible Wolverine. Why? I'm not... You two baby face. I, well, I'm 6'4". I'm I want the next Wolverine to be short. Um, That's fair. I'm too tall. I'm too tall. I just don't think I have, like, the right personality. I don't think you have the right voice either. Yeah, because he's... Yeah. I don't know if I was gonna be if I was gonna be an X Man I would I think I would be Cyclops. Cyclops, yeah, 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 yeah for and sure. And everyone would hate me, and no, I... it would be rightfully so. No, Cyclops, Cyclops becomes a villain. It's fine. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, did mean... you see John Woo's directing an action movie with no gi- dialogue? Could be good. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um, height does matter, Turvok. Uh, and yes, I know that Hugh Jackman is six four. I, I don't want the next Wolverine to be another Hugh Jackman Wolverine. I want them to make comics Wolverine 
the next Wolverine. Right. One, so that it differentiates him from Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah. So that there's not competition. Uh, and two, because the comics Wolverine is a great character. And I, I love the Hugh Jackman performance. It is not a diss on Hugh Jackman. We've just had like 19 years of him doing that. Yeah. And so if you're going to bring Wolverine back, do something different with it yeah. than just what happened before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't think we're going to get a male Wolverine anytime soon. I think that when Wolverine is introduced, it's going to be X-23 uh, because she's awesome and uh, the X-Men are a little male heavy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you introduce X-23 and Jean Grey alongside Angel, Beast, and um, Cyclops, and that's your original five in the MCU, then you get two ladies on there, and it's just a little bit more rounded out. So mm-hmm. you get a little bit more diversity among the original X-Men, and you bring them into the MCU. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't want to be Wolverine. That's not, I don't think I'd do a good job of it. Um, there's, there's, there's way other, there's many uh, more characters that I think that you'd be better suited I think for. I'd be a great Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, play him, uh, Iceman is gay in the comics. I would probably want to play him as bisexual. Um, yeah. and I think that I, I would really love that. I would love to be a bisexual Iceman in the movies. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, Angel would be fun. There, there's a lot of characters I would love to play. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, Wolverine is a character I love so much and I don't think I could do it justice. So I wouldn't want to do it because I would be letting myself down. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's valid. Um, Tatanis says Havoc. Havoc would be fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, there's not a lot to do with Havoc, honestly. <laughs> He's fair fine. enough. Mm-hmm. The, the X-Men first class version of Havoc is like the is as good a version of Havoc as I think we'll get. Mm-hmm. I there's I would love for them to just expand into like different X-Men. There's so many weird X-Men out there. Yeah. And I would love for them to build a team that isn't the traditional team. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really fun to get kind of like the weirder side of the X-Men. Well, and you know, we have seen the traditional team already. There's no reason to not yeah. like And done shake well, right? Like X2, X2 is one of the best superhero movies to this date. It still holds up. It's fantastic. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. It's great. I know I have seen, I think, every single X-Men movie except, like, the new one that came out that was bad, the Phoenix one oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I, yeah, I literally cannot, like, differentiate X-Men movies in my head because it's been so long except for, like, Logan. <laughs> and that's um, not an X-Men movie, like. Titanic says nerdy as Gambit. I, I, no, no. I'm not slippery in any way. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty I'm I, I'm I'm a good actor when it's like playing it at face value. That's kind of my the realm I play in. That's mm-hmm. why Cyclops is a good character for me. Iceman's a good character for me. Mm-hmm. You need someone, or first of all, smaller than me. I don't think Gambit should be six four. I think he should be like five nine. Um, and I think that you need someone who's like really athletic. I, I'm too old, honestly, to be Gambit. I can't flip like that anymore. I'm I'm guys. I, I'm I, I'm gonna be X twenty. I'm gonna shave my head and be X twenty three and sit in a wheelchair. Okay, like I'm tired. Um, but uh, I'm tired. Gam- Gambit. I, I Gambit's another character. I think that should go. You should make ethnic and like f- go Creole. Like go find someone who is actually from like Louisiana and naturally has that accent and really just has that kind of like charm. I don't have. I'm not charming in that way. And I I just I wouldn't do a good job of it. There are so many better choices for that than me. And I'm very aware of it. <laughs> uh, and I have no problem with that, right? Like, I, yeah. I would... I love Gambit. I want to see a great Gambit movie. I just don't think I could make it. I could direct it. I could not. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't cast myself. I, I would find a, a like, legitimate... Like, per, a, a, someone... Like, I would go and audition every man in Louisiana until I found the perfect <laughs> Gambit. And then I'd yeah, make yeah. a movie with him. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's valid. Jean Grey would be fun. Jean Grey, you'd be a great Jean Grey. Especially like young Jean Grey, like Marvel Girl Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. I I still can't believe her name was Marvel Girl. Marvel Marvel Girl. Marvel Girl. I can't say it. Your body's like, nah. Is Umbrella Academy considered MCU? No, it is definitely not. Uh, Umbrella Academy is uh, not even Marvel Comics, I don't think, right? Isn't that a separate imprint? I'm not sure. We just got the teaser for season three, and they introduced the Sparrows. And they're doing a thing I hate. I'm going to end the show on this, if that's okay. Sure. There's a trope I hate because it's so overdone, which is the like, oh my God, they're just like us, but they're better at it. And the sparrows are like, oh, they're just like the Umbrella Academy, but they're cold and calculating. And so they're better with their superpowers. And it's, it's boring. I just don't like the trope. I, I find that like 
the, oh, they're like us, but better at it means that like they don't have interior conflicts within their team. And so their team always just like works. And then the scrappier team overcomes it because they're scrappy. And I'm like, I, I, I'm, I, no, I'm good. I, yeah, I just, I find them, I find it always like story wise, not very interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're always, the other team's always perfect and like perfect villains are kind of boring to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, I, that's, that one's been done too many times, I think. And they're, they're, it's really hard to make it interesting. Like, it's really mm-hmm. hard to take that trope and, like, find something new about it to make it, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for a great thanks, show guys. this morning. Another nightly morning show is in the bag. Come back within probably a half hour. Uh, we're going to have that Sonic 2 trailer reaction for the final trailer up on the channel. I'm very, very excited for it. Um, I'm, I am I love this character a lot, so I'm very excited to see what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us around the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Claris Polaris. You forgot. I was reading chat. Ah, uh, okay. Got distracted. <laughs> uh, and you can leave me in comments down below because we have thick skins, but the algorithm god, she's hungry. Yeah. And we must feed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, y'all, uh, Claris will not be streaming this week. Um, but I will be, so, uh, you know, come, come to my chat, because I'm, <laughs> I'm lonely. And yeah, Pokemon. Pokemans. Black too, y'all. The end of this game's wild. Uh, as always, do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye. Oh. I always forget how to end stream.